myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters I am back uh, after <laughs> uh, pretending to be somebody else, and uh, instead of getting beaten up, beating other people up in films for a change. So, uh, yes, watch out for it. Um, the working title was Requiem, I think it'll change uh, over the course of the next few months, but uh, it is released on Boxing Day and uh, my biggest role to date. So, uh, keep an eye out for it. Um, I think I need therapy after playing a, par- a person like that, but uh, never mind. I am back to the madness of Newcastle United and YouTube and uh, did manage to catch Holly and Pete last night. Thank you to them for uh, starting the week off with the fans forum and everybody who took part. And welcome to Steve Hasty, Steve Wilkinson, George Alwaleed, Stu, and Mitch. Uh, for the Geordies here, Geordies there, which is on a Tuesday. Now, Liam um, is having a little bit of time off. Um, I haven't quite managed to catch up with him because I've been away. So there is going to be a little rejigging of programmes over the course of the next few weeks. Not massive changes, but uh, you will have noticed we've got new credits uh, and there will be just a slight movement of a few things around. So uh, watch this space. It's always good to have a shake-up. Liam is uh, is fine, as I say, but um, uh, will be un- otherwise unavailable for the next few weeks. So we will wait and see uh, how things develop with him. But on to tonight. Thanks to Steve Wilkinson for going and above and beyond, he's on a night out and he's in his car. Outside broadcast. <laughs> outside broadcast. I am going to move George and please forgive us because it's a week since I've done all of this. Um, don't forget, you can ask George, and there's already people now without his even saying it, are putting <laughs> questions in for George in the chat, which I'm sure you can all see. So they will be there. So I've got to be honest, George. Um, let's start with you. I've only seen the match of the day highlights. Of course, I wasn't at the Spurs game. Had to sell me tickets uh, to Davy Heslop from the Tune, who uh, I don't think will be thanking us for that particular ticket. But um, <laughs> three away games, which we knew would be tough. We were all, all hoping for something out of one or maybe even two of those games. We've come back with absolutely nothing. And the final game saw us get, you know, a, a good old-fashioned thrashing. Certainly did. Um I mean, realistically, um, I think many fans, uh, after all the good good vibes that were coming out of Dubai and how the training camp was going and all the good things people were saying about them being together and, and all the rest of it, the, the least I hoped for uh, was a solid uh, performance, a real good effort. And uh, you could say it was up to a point at nearly half time. But then... We're committed to cardinal sins. If you're if you're in fundal football, there's two things you shouldn't do. One, give away a goal just before half time, and two, give away a goal just after half time. And lo and behold, we did them both. And then after that, it was just a nightmare. And people regressed to being as bad as they were, if not worse, than when Bruce was around. I don't think anyhow will have seen players play as bad as that since he came to Newcastle. And even even the new guys disappeared to uh, uh, into something which we've never seen before. Um, I mean, he, he, even uh, the left-back, the, the, the lad that we bought from left-back from Villa, um, Target, he's been great. Saturday, I wouldn't get tuppence for him, never mind 15 million. Um, and Burn, well, that must be his worst game for a long, long time. 
it was it was like he was back in the non-league. He'd been talking about the non-league. Well, he he looked like he was still played in the in the non-league. And Joe Linton, well, or uh, Joel Ellington, or whatever we're calling him now, um, he went regressed to being uh, a, a, a forty pence player, not forty million player. Really, really poor. And the other sad thing for me was that. We went in at half time with a chance of staying in the game. And I imagined that um that Eddie Howe would get them together, he'd do some reorganizing, maybe some substitutions to, to freshen things up, uh, and come out and, and give Spurs a real game. What really happened for me was that the Tottenham manager, who was an old stager, went in and changed his team around to have a go at us where our weak weaknesses were. And he won. The tactical battle was all his. We were, were absolutely um, taken to the cleaners and, 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 and all that sort of thing. So it was, it was, it was really hurt. It really, really bad. And as I say, I, I was, I was hoping, fingers crossed, we may get something out of the match. But what I really wanted to say was the, the togetherness of the of Dubai coming out on the pitch, and we're looking like we're going to give Spurs a game. And that never really happened, especially when the second their second goal went in just after half time. Heads dropped. Uh, we lost everything, and and um, I don't think uh, the, the the front players, Chris Wood in particular, hardly must have had a ball to play with, you know, during the game. Um, and it, it was so many of them went back to where they were. Now, there's a blessed in disguise in that, and I know I noted Howe's comments about. Uh, it might not be a bad thing. It's a bloody awful thing. But on the other hand, it might not be a bad thing because they've not, he's now seen and the owners have now seen some of the players who for the last two or three weeks have been performing like they deserve new contracts, that they were better than this and better than that. Well, in the raw, they're not. So, you know, there'll be if they were thinking about giving people new contracts of what what. what basis of what went on the last four or five weeks then they've now got a chance to rethink that and uh, and take it all take it all in and, and and think about what they're really saying and as i say with the big disappointment was seeing the new lads uh just um uh just disappeared you know like like all like the only listed something that was worth and uh um than when Bruce was was running with. However, there there is. I, I'm happy to tell. If you haven't seen it today, lads, I, I'm happy to tell you there is some good news. Uh, I was just had a big message from Sam Allardyce today. I hope you realise. I mean, you know, no, none other than the big Sam has said that his cure for Sunday would be that anyhow should give the players the biggest telling off they've ever had. And that'll put things right for the next match. Oh dear me! If, if if we're not in trouble, if we follow follow what what Sam has to say, we will be in trouble. But the reality is, uh, it, it is a reality check. We're still in bother. We've still got to get points, and uh, you know, long you know, good luck to them, and and looking forward to some uh, response uh, by Friday. I hope. Um, but it was it was. Dismal watching that second half, and it must have been a, one of the it worst was. one of the worst forty-five minutes I've watched for a long time. 
Steve Wilkinson, Ian Hutchinson said, what was the half-time team talk? And um, I was yeah, well, I was with Alan Shearer today, uh, getting ready for the uh, the big event uh, on Thursday night. Um, and and he, he said exactly the same. He says, I, I just don't know what was said at, at half-time. And he said, um, he says, I watched new, he says, I watched Tottenham and Man City play. And he says, Man City tried the same thing at Spurs and came a cropper as well. He says, well, he, he put it down, I think, really to... You know, like I have, and like it sounds, most people have just a bit of naivety on Eddie Howe's behalf. He thought he could attack Spurs in the second half, you know, and and you know they came a crop. As Spurs are really good at counter attack, and Harry Kane stood out really in a in a rather surprising role. Yeah, the, the disappointing for, thing for me was the, the 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 discipline change between the two halves. I thought in the first half we were quite well disciplined. Um, the, the first few minutes, uh, you know, ten minutes or so, Tottenham were. We're putting the pressure on as you'd expect them to do, but we withstood that. Uh, we're going, we're heading nil nil for half time before we got the free kick, and and but we seemed well organised. we two banks of four, and and there were Spurs were finding trouble getting through us, which was which was great. You know, the, the, if they did knock the ball to the edge of the penalty area, you know they were getting closed down and, and balls were getting cleared. So, you know, we got we got to half time. Uh, as George said, disappointing time to let a one in. To go in at one nil half time would have been fantastic. But um, I wonder what the what the impact of that skirmish that went on at half just before half time with the the push the push on uh, on ESM and then Joe Linton getting involved and we ended up coming out of that with with two bookings to their one and and the guy who did the most pushing didn't get booked at all. I think it was um, uh, was it Royal? I think he pushed somebody and he didn't he didn't get a booking. Um, and then, then there was a skirmish as the, the, everybody left the field, and I, I wonder whether it, you know, tempers were a bit frayed in that team talk, and and uh, we didn't get down to having the, you know, the proper get get organised and go out, and, and as you saw right from the off, the discipline was gone, and it, and it just carried on, and it was just we just didn't, you know, try to get the the the, the organisation that we had in the first half, and it was just goal after goal going in, and I think that probably comes down to why. He probably brought Lascelles on. Uh, well, the comment on the bottom at the moment is, is why did you not bring Dwight Gale on? As, as George said, uh, you know, there was no service going to Chris Wood anyway, so there wasn't going to be any service going to Dwight Gale. So it, I think uh, how sort of thought, well, damage limitation, um, if goal difference comes into it, let's settle it 4-1 and, and not get turned over, which is what might have happened the way it was going. And, uh, you know, so he probably bought it at that time, you know, too late really at that point to try and get them get them organised at the back. Um, so uh, you know, but it, it didn't quite work. But I think it was just a one. You've got, we've got to put behind us, and 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 you know, as Howe said, is is it's learn from it and, and get back the basics with with starting on Friday. And uh, you know, we're still I think we're, we're you know two or three points is enough I think to get us up. And you know, with with eight games left, um, you know that shouldn't be beyond this easily. So I think uh, lessons lessons learned and uh, just draw a line under that one and, and don't get paranoid as many people have been on social media. I did like you did, Stephen, and kept off commenting on on uh, social media after the match because it was just it was just ridiculous some of the comments that were coming on, um, you know, the worst game ever and all this sort of usual nonsense. Um, you've just got to put it down to a one-off. Um, you know, we've had one-offs in the past, quite a few one-offs, but. Uh, you know, let's just regroup. We've got three home games now, and uh, if we can get three or four points out of them, that that's all we need. 
Yeah, uh, Tom asking what the uh, the thoughts are of, of the panel, Steve Hasty, on taking Chris Wood off and bringing on a defender. It, it is something I saw dominated social media and, you know, fans again on Twitter going into a meltdown. I mean, I see my policy of completely avoiding Twitter after a game is still wisely uh, wisely followed uh, by, by many on, on this show. But it's yeah. uh, it just seems to be a storm, Steve, doesn't it? Every, yeah, every, yeah, uh, it there's so many experts. There's so many experts. Yeah, and I was guilty of it myself because I put the comments up as well. Well, I, I put a, I put what I thought were the were the markings that were deserved by some of the players without actually giving them numbers, just, just <clears> comment <throat> on each one. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you look back and you think, right, well, he took Manquio off and he went three. He then he then takes a midfielder off and 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 he shuffles things around and it was by then it i don't think it was even damage limitation i think it was just it was it was just it's just all very very strange i mean you look at you look at the half time and it, it, you mentioned there alan you've been with alan shearer and alan said you know he wonders what the half time team talk and it, you begin to think was there a half time team talk but just as importantly when you when you're in a situation like you were at, at a club like Tottenham, playing a team like Tottenham, quality team, they, they knew that you know with a couple of couple of goals advantage they would have gone fourth. And I think what what I would be expecting from some of my coaching staff was not to necessarily look at what we were doing, but what they had been doing and what they've done in previous games and how they've how they've adjusted at half time. And we didn't take that lesson on. We didn't take on those facts. Um, and I think that you know what we had or what we witnessed was. Antonio Conti, who we all know as an absolute top-class manager, who was was ready and willing to make the changes based on what he'd seen us do, but we didn't make our changes based on what we'd seen them perform, and more importantly, what we expected them to do to counteract it. It's all a game of chess when it gets to this high level, especially when you're playing a guy like you know, a team that's been set up by a guy like Conti. And I thought that that the way that he just got Harry Kane to drop, he knew that that would draw out um, Burn. He knew that the fullbacks weren't tucking in because we'd gone three at the back. Um, he knew that we could exploit the runners. He knew that we weren't getting the mobility in our midfield to counteract theirs. Um, and he had his two wing backs that were, you know, I mean, they, they played almost as as second strikers and third strikers. Uh, and Son, well, we know Son can run, can run forever, you know. And he can explode. All in all, it was it was disappointing. But I think if I'm going to say anything, we what what Eddie Howe's done over the last sort of ten or twelve weeks is he set a high bar. And when you set a high bar and the disappointment comes, then naturally everybody falls off that step, don't they? And and you don't just fall, but you come tumbling down the stairs, you know, at ninety miles an hour. And I think that's what a lot of a lot of the supporters did. You know, we 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 expected more, and we hoped for more. We thought we we're going to get more, um, and I, and I think. When it was 4-1, I, I believe that the, the vast majority of the Castle fans were in the concourse. So, you know, that, it, that tells you an awful lot about, and I know that there, it was mentioned on the show last night with Holly and Dave, that, you know, that a lot of fans said, you know, let's stuff it. We're gonna, we've got to get the seven o'clock train. We'll make as well head off now. And, uh, you know, and, and that's that's disappointing that that that's the way that they, that they felt um, and, and, and vacated. I, I can't comment that say that I wouldn't have done it because I wasn't there. I probably would have done exactly the same. Um, but it's it's just one of those things. And as Steve said, you've got, we've got to lift ourselves up, dust ourselves down. We've got a big game on, 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 on Friday night.
Yeah, we've got a huge game. Uh, I did mention Alan Shearer. We've got 15 tickets uh, left for the prize draw. This is your very last chance uh, to enter a raffle, by the way, for the Shearer uh, event. Uh, so if you want a ticket, there are five at. There was only 99. There is 84 sold. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com. This is to win two VIP tickets uh, for the event on Thursday night. So get yourself onto the website. Order your tickets now. I'm going to draw that at 7.25. I'll lead. Um, we've had a few highs in the last uh, few weeks with, you know, nine games unbeaten, getting ourselves out of a, a dangerous position. Um, but now, uh, you know, three defeats away from home. We now have three home games. And um, what, what's your views been on, on the performances over the last few weeks? It, it, has it disappointed you or have you? do you think it just shows that, you know, we've probably been, these players have been outperforming, they've been overperforming? Uh, uh, first of all, it was uh, away games, <clears throat> and uh, uh, Chelsea, I believe it was stolen. I'm sure it was stolen from us, so uh, I, I feel that we won that game. Uh, for Everton, we lost in last uh, second, was uh, last minute, we, it was dramatic. They got red card, we want to take advantage of that. Uh, I think we are overexcited sometimes. So, you know, that was different circumstances. And the last game, uh, it's also considered two games. First game, I think Eddie uh, uh, Howe win win the first half, but uh, in the second uh, uh, second game uh, second half it was totally different game. Uh, Conti, uh, 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 I think he read the match, read read the first half very well, uh, focus on the uh, on the sides, on the right and left back of Newcastle, which is, uh, يعني, it was very uh, poor uh, performance and. Uh, uh, and uh, Eddie Howe plan helped Conti plan uh, in the second half, which was uh, I think the the players uh, become more excited to score second goal. Uh, they seem they are a little bit more in hurry. Uh, 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 Dan Byrne, uh, uh, he's an amazing defender, but I think he's uh, stressed himself, uh, leave his position a lot. I don't know why this is uh, instruction or not. But it's feel uh, there is no, no much, uh, 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 yani there is no someone. Uh, I think this is this is the yani most game we re really miss Trippier. Uh, he's the one who can really uh, make the uh, make the team solid in the uh, in the field because we saw you know it's, everybody was lost, uh, excited, and they leave a lot of spaces behind, which has helped County Plan B. So yani. Uh, uh, this is what happened, and uh, I believe also uh, Eddie Howe try. Uh, I'm not, uh, the, uh, of course, there is good aspect of the game. Even we lost, there is uh, Eddie uh, Howe tries. He want to improve the, the team. He did. He just. He didn't just want to uh, win uh, with the with the same performance. He tried to develop uh, the team, and that's what happened. But sometimes, uh, yeah, this is uh, not get you some points. Uh, and this is explained when he said, "I will go to basic." I believe he something say something at the press conference. So that means that he 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 will try to, uh, uh, and also this will help us in summer transfer because we love I love all the players of Newcastle. But to be honest, there are some players, uh, and they are not matching the next level, uh, and this is this is a, a game prove that, and uh, that's why uh, that's what I thought. 
Stu, um, a lot of people pointing out in the chat, I think, you know, agreeing, I guess, what, what Steve Wilkinson was saying, just about the, the altercation and the, you know, the Joe Linton push and, you know, all, all the argy-bargies before half-time. It was, um, possibly did disrail Newcastle a little bit, that. Yeah, and I'll have to agree with everything Steve Wilkinson says, because from that angle, he looks like a Jordy Lenny McLean. So, <laughs> you're going to have... <laughs> You know, yeah, I was happy with, I mean, I know George implied earlier that Joe Linton morphed back into Joe Linton, but I was happy when he did the push. I know he could have got sent off, but it shows that there's a unity in the togetherness. And if you want to go on like Jordy Raj and everything else, he didn't back down. He stood his ground. And... Um, Oh, it was a shame that ASM got booked because he was the victim of the foul in the first place. I think the yeah. referee just tried to level it out and say, right, I'll book him, so I'll have to book him. You know, there was, there was two or three more culpable for or what should have been booked more than them two were. But we had an off day. I mean, you mentioned yourself, Steve, that there's, there's been a knee-jerk reaction on social media and stuff like that. But that's what it was. It was an off day. Well, hopefully it's an off day. But I, I believe over the last few months since the turn of this year, the, the, the manager and his team and the players should have enough credit in the bank, uh, you know, to be allowed a day like this. You know, bear in mind, Tottenham have beat the, the man as well. So, as, as Steve Hazy said, the, the guy's a master tactician and he looked at our weaknesses and it was a game of chess. We lost the game of chess and... They're taking players off to see them for Friday, which now has grew in importance, not just because I'll be there and it's my birthday and we're going to win 3-1, but, you know, it's grew in importance just to, just to make sure that, you know, we come from going nine games unbeaten to four games losing in a row. That can change people's attitudes. It can create a bit of panic when they really doesn't need to be. So... I'm, I, me personally, and I'm sure many others would agree, I'd take exactly where we are right now to where we were on Christmas Day. And sometimes we, we have, we do have short memories. And the first half, people say we played well the first half. I didn't. I thought we were lacklustre our whole game. We stifled them and we stopped them or we limited their, their shots or their, their chances that they were creating, but we didn't create much ourselves. And... And I don't want to single any player out because there was too many that weren't at the races on Sunday. There was too many. You know, there was a couple of midfielders. I won't mention one because he's Scottish and he plays on the right wing. I didn't even realise he was playing until after about 20 minutes. And that's very unlike him, you know, because he's he's normally very, very busy and, and, and getting stuck in. So collectively, it was an off day. Collectively, we got beat and hopefully co collectively they, they gather themselves together. And in front of a full house on a Friday night, under the lights at St. James's, um, you know, we'll go and give it to them. And the, the Ginola thing, uh, I just managed to get to watch it because I had to be in sports on, but I, I, I watched the, the Ginola rant, as they called it, afterwards. And I thought he was bob on with what he was saying, and it showed that he cared. And I really loved the fact he was saying, we, bear in mind he played for Tottenham just as long as he played for Newcastle. And he kept saying, we, 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 we. And the death he is staring. French, you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right there. Should have thought that myself. 
Yes, but nobody, no, he was he was referring to Newcastle as his team, and you could see the passion in and how he cared for it. And he, he talked about the the key gear, and he says, "No, this is your strength. Go and do it." And now maybe he was alluding to ASM there, who we've talked about several times in the past. But if anything, um, and I'll, I'll say in Alan Simaxman's defence, I, I think he overcompensated on Sunday. He was too cautious, you know, and he was. He was chasing back, but because he's not a defender, he doesn't know how to defend. But he was getting in the positions to do this, uh, and it nullified his his attacking ability. And you could see as soon as he got the ball, he felt I need to pass this, and he was passing to people who weren't in the right positions or even expecting the pass off him. And it, it, it's a tricky one, you know. But we we got beat. It's gonna happen, you know. Sometimes you have to accept it, you know. Even the the top teams in the league the top teams in every league they get beat and from being second bottom christmas day to being comfortable at the moment i think every single one of us would have accepted that so we need a bit of a reality check and and like i say we've got three home games coming up and even if we get three points from those those home games i think we'll be uh, home and dry uh, for the season and then we can start plotting for the fun times that are ahead yeah, it was good to see uh, Janola get together with Amanda and Mia Dad. Future role for him, Mitch. I mean, is that something that you know is 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 something that you you, you look at and you think that's just a, a social get together before the match because it's Newcastle Spurs, or, or is there something more we could read into that? Do you think, Mitch? Difficult to read. Um, personally, I would doubt it. Um, like we've said many times, the, the club should be reaching out to more and more former players of all all statures. To have an ambassadorial role, no matter whether you've played one game or six games, um, you have a potential role and potential future at supporting Castle United. Because how many of them who played for us, even when they're commentating on a game when that we're playing another team they played for, they talk about Newcastle United as we, and there's so many of them do. That's the effect the club has on former players, and we should be utilising them more. I think that's that's you know very clear. Uh, with, with regard to the games, I mean, there's there's a lot of sense being talked here tonight and a lot of calmness, which I'm glad to see. You know, I think if you take the three games in a row, really, we, we've lost in the last minute to Chelsea after giving them a damn good game. We fell for a sucker punch at Everton on a bizarre night with a protester. And really, the only thing we can be unhappy about is probably 47 minutes of the Tottenham game. Yeah. And apart from that, we, we've done reasonably well. <laughs> There's things you can take away from that. Will look to me very much like a team though who's who's desperate for a home game. Playing away from home for a month, it, effectively, is not not a great way for the fixtures to fall. And I think, yeah, why not? Let's use this as a wake up call. I'm sure it's been a wake up call, Eddie Howe, because I, I think it's quite clear. Second half, he got done by a superior tactician, and he can go away from it and learn a little bit. Bearing in mind, I mean, I felt before the game, it depended which Tottenham turned up. And sadly, we got the one that humped Man City. We didn't get the one that lost to Burnley. You know, and and, and I think that set a bit of a tone as well. Uh, I think we did get distracted by the pushing and shoving before half time. I think too many people were interested in getting involved, even though the main instigator was the one who got away with Scott Free. Um, so I think there's, there's things we can take away from this that you can turn into positives out of all of it because it's been a hell of a run and then a hell of a 
three games beaten, but really we didn't deserve three defeats out of those three performances at all. And I think that's that's what we need to hang on to here, is that I think we've now discovered just how really how far away from the top clubs we are, and it's further than perhaps it felt during my unbeaten run, but also how much further away from where we were under Bruce we are. And we're, we're probably realising what we're happy medium is at the minute, and we've still got a lot to do going forward. Uh, and that's no bad thing for all of us, I think, to, um, to realise and take that away. Uh, and, and so I, I think home game on Friday night, under the lights, quite a few people having a day off work and getting a, get, getting a few down their necks. And I think we'll have a really good atmosphere on Friday night. And that's the kind of atmosphere... I think the lads will, you know, really thrive on returning to St James's Park after so long. Yeah, I think so. No one's going to mention the gold shorts. He says bad omen, just like the white socks. Says blue rhythm boy. Yeah, we've uh, we've often often had those kind of feelings about strips, etc. And the gold shorts seem to be added to that uh, to that list. Okay, halfway through the show, which means time to give the uh, the ads a bit of a shout out, and we have a new one from our. Long-term sponsor, Spider VPN, are now Spider Miner uh, Worldwide Coverage. Uh, they are the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time, whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected by yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. I've stuck that link in the chat for anybody who's interested in that. Thanks for uh, keeping on board, lads. <clears throat> also... Thanks to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 254523, email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245, and a Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.thegohd.com. Thanks to Arcot Interiors, who are based at the bottom of Heaton Road. You can also find them by searching them on Google uh, for all your kitchen necessities, contact Arcot Interiors and qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to Kleekai, meet the new game over screen, drop into a Klee Run device near you. You can get that on Apple Store, Google Play, and Kleerun.game. Jab Signature, where well, you can find them at jabsignature.co.uk. Big thanks to Media Arts for uh, sorting out our video content. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the channel, then go to the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Still seven shows a week uh, and uh, a little bit extra besides. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to pose a question. We're also available as a podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify and all good podcast providers. And uh, if you do subscribe to the channel, uh, don't forget to go to nufcmatters.com <coughs> to uh, claim your free window sticker. Uh, and uh, you can help us promote the show on the back of your car. Uh, you can also become a member uh, by simply going to the website and uh, you get a cup, a pen, a scarf, and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. Uh, alternatively, uh, you can put your camera on your smartphone over the QR code and it will take you straight there. Don't forget, Friday night, I will be with Supermac at the Dog and Parrot pre-match and uh, we will be starting that around about six o'clock. So pop in if you want to meet Malcolm. It is free. 
Um, kids are welcome and there is food and drink and a good pool table in there as well. The food bank still needs your support as well. So please pop on any UFC fans, foodbank.co.uk. If you want to make a donation into the match day bucket and you've got about 22 minutes left. If you want to enter the raffle, I know there was only about 15 tickets left. Uh, when we started at half past six, uh, uh five at a try and win two tickets uh, worth uh, just over 500 quid for the event on Thursday night uh, for a place on the NUFC Matters table. Uh, simply make your bid. And if you want to come to that event, uh, there are a few tickets remaining. Get yourself to uh, www.the260dinner.co.uk. UK. And just to give you a bit of a heads up as to what we've got for the uh, the rest of the week, uh, tomorrow uh, I will be on with Malcolm. Uh, so uh, join me and Supermac. Uh, tomorrow uh, we will be on at the usual time of six o'clock, uh, looking back at the last seven days in Castle United. And uh, on Thursday, uh, I'll be joined by Holly. Uh, and on Sunday, Gibbo will be with us this week. Mick Lowe's will be doing his usual slot on Saturday, uh, just having to do a little bit of a rejig this week, what with the Shearer event. And of course, uh, we also have the event with Holly, Supermac and Gibbo at the Marlborough Social on Saturday uh, at uh, 12 noon. I do believe the ticket link for that wasn't working when I was away. So I have a few emails where people said they were trying to buy tickets and couldn't. If you go there now, the problem has been fixed on the website. Uh, so get yourself on there, www.newcastlelegends.com, and you can buy your tickets for a tenner. Of course, if you are a member, uh, you get a pair of tickets for free. But do remember that you will get in touch with uh, John at nufcmatters.com to obtain your tickets. So look forward to seeing uh, some of you on Thursday and the rest of you on Saturday. Just get yourself along. Should be uh, two really good nights. Okay, as everybody knows, we do have this special section. These questions fly in, George. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go with a couple of them because a couple of them will probably just be, you know, a couple of word answers. I would imagine. Uh, Tom, we'll give you, we'll give you this one. He goes, can you ask George what is Newcastle's biggest win that he has been to? Well, in recent times, the the, the, the seven goals against Leicester, uh, but even a little bit further back, one of the big wins that was the most enjoyable game was 7-3 win against West Brom. Uh was absolutely fantastic foot, football match to be at. And uh, uh, as I say, it was it, there was lots of goals, but it was a great game. Uh, two teams, every time they went forward, you thought they were going to uh, score a goal. And we had our uh, big names on, you know, Milburn, Mitchell, etc. Uh, but West Brom had Ronnie, Annel, Ronnie Allen, uh, Derek Kevin, a young blonde kid who was to become a big England forward. Uh, Barlow at, at, uh, in midfield. I mean, it was a great game and good win. But uh, but uh, after that, uh, you got to go to the the big seven goal win against Leicester when we were uh, pushing for promotion. That was probably one of the biggest ones. Okay, um, I'm not sure what this one means from Roger. He goes, uh, "Can you ask George? Were you ever involved with Irving Natras in Newcastle?" Well, as it happens, yes. I mean, uh, Irving Natras was a little bit. Uh, younger than i was but because as i was going out he was coming in uh and uh in later on when I, they were still trying to sort my knee out unfortunately Irvin got a uh, got his knee knackered and uh was spent a couple of sessions in the treatment room with uh 
with Alec Much and one or two of the physio guys. Um, I have to say, I think the, the, the lads here have heard me say before is that uh, around that period, I, I, I'm I certain that uh, Newcastle were too keen to get hold of the insurance money instead of getting these put right because, uh, you know, Tony Green and uh, Irvin Natras, George Dalton, I can run them off behind people who whose careers were, were shattered with, uh, with knee injuries. Irvin Natras was one of them. Uh, but big uh, thing about Irvin Natras was what a nice lad he was. He was, uh, you know, from top to bottom, from coming in and playing with the, with the kids, with the juniors. Uh, Ted Hughes used to say what what a nice lad he was, and the and the the big co the older coaching staff were the same. He was uh, uh, he certainly had a good um, a good following amongst the staff at St James's Park. So it was no surprise to me when he got a contract. Okay, last one for you, George. We'll go with this one because it's a little bit different. He said, uh, what's the best and worst rule change that you've seen in football, George? And that's from uh, Raimondo. My goodness. Um, where to begin? Uh, you, you do want another hour and a half on Froden's day. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think uh, we've gone over the top with protecting goalkeepers. Okay. You know, I think I've mentioned on, on here before, uh, some time ago, I worked out last year that uh, our our goalkeeper um, at the time, who was our second uh, goalkeeper, um, oh, come on, uh, Darlow, he, he wasted more time than any other goalkeeper in the Premier League per game. And his average was nearly 18 minutes a match. Can you imagine 18 minutes in the hands of a goalkeeper instead of being played out on in the field? And and what I mean about over protection, uh, goalkeepers used to have a specific amount of time that could keep the hand the ball in their hands. Yes, they needed protection from not the people like the old-fashioned that Loftus Loftus shoulder charge, which. One or two other people got involved in Keeble uh, for us as well. Yes, that had to go. That was a nonsense. You know, the goalkeeper just dropping on his feet and then getting pushed in the back of the net. So all of that protection was fine. But now it's ridiculous. I think they get far too, far too much time to, uh, to kill the game and, and play the game. I think they need to look at that again and, uh, um, and uh, think about... Ways in which they restrict the time the goalkeeper get faff about with the ball and waste time with the ball, uh, and I think that's uh, one of the things I do. Incidentally, talking about goalkeepers, uh, there was, on, I, I was spitting blood on uh, at the weekend at, with the Aston Villa game. Their centre forward, Ollie Watkins, got a penalty. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a penalty. It should have been a free kick with a goalkeeper because he went in with his studs up, got the ball with his studs, not with his foot, with his studs. And then because of his uh, the speed he was travelling, he clattered into the goalkeeper and nearly knocked the goalkeeper. Sent the senseless. And they give, the referee gave him a penalty. They are giving him a penalty. It should have been booked for the foul on the goalkeeper, in my opinion. So, you know, there's swings and rounds about, but I, I'd be, as rule changes, I'd be looking at goalkeepers. Yeah, Sorry about 
Yeah, no, goal. listen, that that's great. And that's thanks to everybody who uh, partook in uh, Ask George. And um, we'll uh, have another uh, bout of that next week. And it just it makes for a little bit of variety, George. I think people do uh, people do enjoy it. So that's great. All right. Uh, lots of lots of questions coming in. Lots of people happy to see us back live as well. Alan Little uh, saying, thank God for a live show. Welcome back, Stephen Co. It's better than not having shows at all, though, when we pre-record them. And there was a bit of variety last week. I know I've, I've had some nice comments about, um, certainly about Mick Lowe's dream team. People seem to really enjoy that. And they, they love Glenn Kennedy's uh, Shira show as well. So something something a little bit different last week. It's better than having no shows at all, though. So uh, I hope you did enjoy. But I know what you mean. The live show uh, is, is, is great to have. Um, yeah, Alan, I do, you know, I think you'd listen to the, the listen to the panel. I think, you know, it's it's a learning curve at the minute for everybody. You know, we, we've got to remember the club was only taken over in October and Eddie Howe hasn't been here, you know, five minutes really. And, you know, some people on social media crying for him to be sacked. It's, uh, it, it, it's ludicrous. It really is. Um, Steve uh, Wilkinson, on, on to you again. And, and, and obviously we've got, you know, we've got three home games coming up in a row. So, you know, it's not easy. You get, you get into a winning run in the Premier League, things look great, but you can easily get back into a losing run again. So, how does Eddie Howe, how does Eddie Howe change things on Friday? To, you know, to, to pick things back up. Well, I think he's got to he's got to go back and remind them of the games that that were, were played in the runs and what was what was good and what well not a lot was bad in those games. You know, you go back to the to the Brighton game where winning two 0 up there next to no time. And then we controlled the game after that. The, the, the effort at Southampton having gone a goal behind. You you got to bring back those games and, and remember what the what the how how the players felt and how they the, the managed to battle. And and we had the the, the, the one nils. You know we scraped the one nil against uh, against Villa, uh, where we we defended pretty well for the from the, the. You've got to go back to those games and and get back the basics. I think I think his difficult job on Friday is picking the team because I think. Uh, to, to me, I'm, I, we've got to get Bruno in there somehow to start, and, and uh, with the other three of the midfielders fit, it, it's it's a question for me of, of of who do you play? And I think uh, you know Joe Linton, I think was was pretty poor on Saturday on Sunday, um, but is, is he the wrong one to drop? I don't know, and and uh, be interesting to see what everybody else thinks. But um, other than that, I, I I'm still not a hundred percent sure that that. He's got ASM the way he wants ASM to be. Uh, you know, it was mentioned earlier on about him maybe trying too hard to cover back, and that's not his natural game. And I, and I would like to go back and 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 for for these three home games at least, um, you know, put ASM as a sub and, and an impact sub, and go back to having um, uh, Fraser on the left because I think as as was said earlier on, he was lost on the on the I think you said he was just totally lost on the right side, and and he's. His best performances have been playing on the left, and get Murphy in on the right, um, and and uh, you know go back to that team, and uh, but again the, the middle three I don't know you put the names in the hat I think and draw draw them out but I would like to see Bruno in, and I think you draw the other three out of the hat I think that each of them have got a quality that uh, will will complement Bruno in the middle, and uh, but I, I wouldn't know which ones I would pick, um, but I think that's that's how it's got to go and then. Uh, you know, get the obviously the crowd will be behind us and uh, on on Friday and and uh, you know I'd like to see them get a get a get a good start. Um, I think Wolves is going to be a tricky team. I think of the teams we've got left, they are the highest positioned. I think are they about eighth at the moment? Um, although the the others aren't aren't far behind. Palace had a fantastic win last night and and they're going to be a, a difficult one as well. But I think um, you know as I said earlier on, I think if we can get three points out of these, which is either a, a win 
or, or even get three draws um, objective achieved is is the only thing for this season is is to get to survival and uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, by um, I think I was I was watching Ben Jacobs with with you last night uh, from last week and and uh, as he said I think by the by the time we've played Norwich I think we'll be safe and uh, you know starting with these three home games where it I would like to see at least one win and and and, a, and, and draw the other two I don't I don't want to see a home defeat again yeah we've seen enough of them under Steve Bruce um, yeah. Yeah. Steve Pasty, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Bruno is, is something Steve Wilkinson wants to see more of. Uh, is it time to be a little bit more, you know, I, I don't know, from Eddie Howe's position, um, make some of those hard decisions? Because there's a few hard decisions to make, isn't there? And during that period of nine games, he was he was fair. Um, but is it is it time to be a bit more ruthless? I guess that's the word I was looking for um, with a few of these players and, and, and start leaving players out. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's. I think it's time that 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 it's time for a change. I think you know we, we saw that there was a there was right across the team there was a, a lethargy um, in in amongst them, and I think that you know the the players that did came on, uh, especially Bruno. You know, he looked as though he wanted it. He wanted to take the game to the opposition, but it was just the people around him who who perhaps you know just weren't at the races for him um so i do think yes you're right it, it there's time for for eddie to 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 you know really sort of clamp down let him know we talked about esm there what i found interesting esm was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place wasn't he Um, wasn't taking players on was looking for the pass because that's what people have been saying you know you've got to give the ball but it was given you know to to overlapping fullbacks and things like that that weren't didn't quite have the pace. The ball was running short. There was there was so much went wrong, um, and it was so difficult to, to, to really you know pin anyone down. Uh, quite frankly, um, in terms of, of you know who you could who you could really point the finger at and say you would blame, and I, I mean, that's been emphasised right across the panel tonight. Um, but yeah, it's time for, it's time to freshen up. It's time that 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 how look at Bruno and said, right, this is what I'm this is what I want from him. But this more importantly is this is how I want you to work around him. Uh, I want him to be my playmaker. That's the type of what we've seen. That's the type of man who can do that. He can he can put his foot on the ball. He can he can play those little 10, 12 yard dinky passes. He can he can keep the momentum going. It's that transition that you get from from defence to midfield and then midfield into attack that's in, just as important sometimes. And sometimes when you play the long pass, the transition goes because the gap then opens up and it's too big. Um, or the, the passes that are played short are played in the wrong way, or to the you know playing behind someone or someone with his back to goal, but then you're not getting the movement around that player who's feeding the ball. So there's lots for them to work on in in training, and I'm sure Eddie Eddie House spotted you know the way that he wants it, and he'll have read the right act. There's no question of that. He'll have let them know in no uncertain terms that what what he witnessed was was unacceptable. Um, but he'll take he'll take an awful lot of the blame on himself as well, and and that's the way that he reacts is what we're going to see on 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 Friday. Hopefully, we'll see a reaction from the players. We'll see a reaction in in who he brings in, who he leaves out, and what style of ball he wants to play. Whether he goes for a three at the back, whether he goes for a five midfield and one up front on. Or whether he goes four four two or four three three, you know, all of those type of things. They they are the responses that 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 will identify Eddie Howe as a coach, and and will really set the scene um, for the last eight games of the season. 
Yeah, good to see you on the chat, Rachel. I uh, know you haven't been feeling too well. I've seen your post on uh, social media, so get well soon, Rachel. Yeah. Hope you're feeling a bit better. Uh, yeah, Alwaleed, yeah. um, Dan Byrne. Um, I saw that in the chat earlier. I can't remember who put it now, but just saying, do you think that he's suffering a little bit of uh, a little bit of confidence failure um, after, after the you know the goals at you know Chelsea? Obviously, he took the the blame uh, on himself for that goal, and then obviously you know. Uh, a last-minute defeat, really, at, at Everton um, as well. You know, so did that all culminate in the the collapse that we saw at Spurs? Do you, you know, did do you think he put too much pressure on himself? Uh, exactly. This is what I've looked at. He trying so hard, and uh, when he left his position uh, and he didn't get the ball, we become in trouble. Uh, maybe, and it's not his fault. Maybe also, actually, we didn't have defense midfielder. This is one position I really you know, hope it covered in the summer. A real uh, defense midfielder we didn't have. Shelby, he's not defense midfielder. First place. Uh, for Saint Maximin, uh, as uh, Steve has just says, uh, uh, this is Premier League, you know, not Sunday League. Uh, you can't change uh, someone to play for three years in a way, and you want him to change uh, to uh, to be a different player and pass the ball. I notice he try when he passed the balls. Uh, even the players didn't uh, know how to handle uh, uh, or play with Saint Maximin. Everyone have a different uh, uh, move uh, uh, in the game. If I have, if I can speak to Eddie how and what I'm gonna just share with him, uh, we need uh, to put every player back to his actual position. Uh, Chris Wood, he have to be a striker. When, if, you, if you remember the long pass, uh, I'm not really sure it, it was from home, but it was long pass. It was the same kind of balls he get in Burnley, and he almost scored a goal against Tottenham. That was only time I saw uh, Chris Wood. Every player should play in his position, and I believe St. Maximin, if you want to use St. Maximin, let him be a striker. And this is just my thought. No, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. All the tickets are sold for the draw, so I will announce it in five minutes who has won those final two tickets. Uh, we do have, as I said, a few tickets left, and we have got two tables of entry-only tickets up for sale now. If you want to buy individual tickets, you can. There's no food or drinks included with that one. They're £100 each, so anybody would like a ticket. Uh, just to come along and watch the show and be part of a fantastic night, uh, get yourself on nufcmatters.com. Uh, and we do, as I say, we have tables. If you want to buy a table, um, £950 for a table of 10. So if you want to come along to the Shearer event, uh, but you couldn't afford the £260 ticket, uh, then there are two tables of 10 available. Get in quick. They are going to go quickly. Uh, so get yourself on at nufcmatters.com tonight and uh, maybe get, get in touch with your mates, see if they want to come and sit on the table with you. Okay, Stu. Um, the, the talk about Bruno being a captain has, has come up again in, in the chat as well. Is it too early to be suggesting that he, he becomes a captain? I think most of us had all felt that Trippier had, had, had looked at you know looked yeah. in you know in a comfortable zone and that in that you know with a captain's arm bound around his um, arm. But Bruno's been suggested by Roger. Is that something that you would would be up for? No, I think Bruno can be pivotal for our future. And he doesn't need the burden of a captaincy. He needs to be able to express himself without having to worry about what other players are doing. And and I just wanted to mention before that I think it was Ethan McKenna put on the chat there about the two watches for referees. <laughs> my my dad's a 
I got skilled for for, for this comment actually. But he's a he's a qualified referee in, in Scotland for the SFA. And when I was younger, he was asked do he was actually regaling these stories about how they wear two watches. So I asked like, why do they wear two watches? And he says, in case one breaks. So, you know, as a quizzical young lad, I thought, well, how do you know which one's broke? How do you know which one's not working? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so what, how do you know which one it is? So that, I, had, I had one week's grounding to think about the answer to that question. Uh, but but back, back to uh, Bruno. No, he's, he's a player that is quite clearly is part of our future. We need to build a team around him. Um, we need, so, and I, I keep banging the Calvin Phillips drum, and uh, someone like that can sit back and allow people like Bruno and Joellen to express themselves. And we we have a bright future. Yes, we've had a few things go against us in the last couple of games, but we had plenty of things go for us in the previous games. You know, so it's maybe it's a level out. We just need to realise we are where we are. We didn't turn into superstars overnight, and and I'm sure Eddie Howe read the players the right act. Uh, I'm sure the, we'll see a positive reaction come Friday, and and I wouldn't be surprised if our actual captain is back in on Friday, uh, Jamal Sells. Yeah. He seems to have been saying the right things. He seems to, I, I can't remember him having a bad game in, the, in his appearance he's had over the last few months. Um, and he, you know, even at Everton when he got the own goal, Everton at home I'm talking about. He was straight back up and led by example with with a, a powerful header, you know. And they all now wanted wanting to play. And now, to me, this final stretch will be the survival of the fittest. And, and the ones who really, really want it, they'll get it. I, I don't think we'll go down. I, I don't think we'll have any any need for early. Well, not not early panic, but for, for panic at all. Uh, and I, I, I will reiterate what I said earlier. I'm, I'm looking forward to us winning against a very good and improved Wolverhampton side, who I thought might have got relegated at the start of the season with them losing their manager uh, pre-season. Uh, but the new guy's come in. He's done well. Lost them against Wolves. Sorry, against Aston Villa at the weekend, and they deserve to win. So it's not going to be an easy. It's not going to be an easy game. But. You know, we can be the 12th man, and I'm sure we'll, we'll all be up front on Friday. And yeah, Bruno won't be captain. We'll win 3 1 on Friday, and Newcastle is still up, and happy times are ahead. <laughs> Good stuff. Mitch, what's your thoughts? Uh, you know, going into this game um, on uh, Friday night, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, do you think Newcastle will, you know, make a few changes? Do you think, you know, that, you know, he will look at that performance? Or in a, in an isolation way, or will he look? Will he will he start? You know, trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. Do you think? And and, and well, looking ahead to next season, almost. I know he still feels, as we all do, we're still in a relegation battle. But do you think he's going to start making some decisions now? He's got an opportunity to say to some players, "Do you want to be part of this future going forward, or not?" It's entirely up to you. And your performances in these last few games, it's entirely up to you. Do you want to be part of a football revolution or do you want to be, be shown the door? Show me what you've got. And I, it, it, I think it would be naive to not make changes on the basis of what, what we saw on, on Saturday because that was, the in essence, the teams that did reasonably well in the other two games away from home 
and they've obviously run out of steam, so it needs freshened up for me. So um, let's put it to the players. Do you want to go forward as part of this club? Do you want to go forward as part of this football revolution? Or do you want to just see a continent out and say bye-bye at the end of the season? Ta-da. Um, you, t- you show me. Show us what you've got. He's, he's got a great opportunity to put that question to a number of players. Um, it's quite clear where the direction is going. It's quite clear the level of player we're looking at bringing in, going down the line. When you look at particular Trippier and Bruno who've been brought in. Uh, and and so there's my bar. Are you up to it or are you not? Are you up for it? Can you, I tell you what, if you are a professional footballer, and you can't get up for Friday night and under the lights at St James's Park without a lot being for blood, then you might as well hang your boots up now. <laughs> if that cannot inspire you, if that cannot drive you forward, um, then you've got no future at St James's Park. Yeah, well said. Uh, great to be back live tonight. Congratulations to K Carr. You are the winner of those two tickets. Uh, so you will be on uh, you will be on that table on Thursday night. So please get in touch with John, or John will get in touch with you. I don't think it's Kevin Carr, our ex group. <laughs> uh, you, you never know. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, look, it, it's going to be a great night. So you know, thanks to everybody who was has contributed to the raffles. And don't forget, if you want to get yourself along, just as an entry only ticket, get yourself on nufcmatters.com. Uh, there are some entry only tickets available uh, at the last minute, so they are a hundred pound each. Or you can get a table for nine fifty. I am back tomorrow, six o'clock uh, tomorrow night. Sorry, with Super Mac. So uh, those of you who are expecting to see Malcolm on a Thursday, uh, it's a slight rejig this week. We will be back uh, with Malcolm on his own tomorrow night at six o'clock, taking your questions. Just time to squeeze this in, and uh, it's a Geordie's here. Geordie's there. Uh, photograph sent in by Ugly Camel, and he says this is a uh, John Wilson match day from the Mont Blanc. Uh, <laughs> Which I think is fantastic. Uh, two lads it standing is, there. Yeah. It's a great photograph. That thank you, thank you for uh, bringing my attention to that and sending it to us. Uh, it was down as a tweet of the week, but um, yeah, I think that that fits the uh, the Geordies here. Geordies there uh, a lot better. And uh, the three amigos. Lots of people saying, "Are you going to be live this week?" Because it's Friday and the match is on. Uh, well, the good news is we are. Um, Steve Hasty and I will be live together in the office. Uh, and Mitch will be live uh, at half past two, I think we've agreed on, but potentially quarter to three. Keep an eye on the channel. We'll, we're going to agree that ourselves. But it'll be around about that time, and we'll have an hour and a half together uh, before the match. Um, so uh, probably aiming for between half two and three o'clock, and it'll be finished around about 4.25. So definitely live. Slightly longer than you have had in the last couple of weeks, but it will definitely be live, me and the guys. Uh, back together again. So look forward to joining you all then. But for now, it's thanks to George, Steve Wilkinson, Steve Hasty, Alba Leeds, Stu, and Mitch. And most importantly, you guys for uh, being in the chat. Thanks very much. Take care, lads. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.